0: If a teen struggles with substance use or addiction, school can be a scary and intimidating place.
1: It was super hard to go to a normal high school and have those kind of peer pressures. My friends were like,
0: oh, do you want to do coke with us this weekend? If they are trying to be sober, there still might be old friends who aren't ready to help them out and temptations throughout the day.
1: A lot of the time, like. People that were my age didn't really understand that I like had a problem and I wanted to be sober. So it was a lot of like peer pressure against no dude, like you should keep getting high, like it's not that bad.
0: The teachers and administrators, they may not understand the complexity of trauma, triggers, coping and mental health.
2: I've kind of caught myself in this kind of vicious cycle addiction, like in that kind of bled in every area of my life, whether it had been at home or at school, just in different aspects of like. At school, I'd constantly be taken away by security guards or staff or higher-ups really just because I'd be getting suspended or getting searched or anything like that. I'd always be finding myself in this kind of sticky situation of just like I didn't really have the resources available like to be able to truly like work on myself like at a public school or find like the resources to lead myself to
0: recovery. So what should they do? Where do these kids go? A huge part of living in recovery is your environment, right? But what about if you have to go to an environment for eight hours a day that doesn't help? That could actually hurt. If you are a parent, what are your options? School is mandated by law, and homeschooling is not in the cards for a lot of working parents. I felt lost
3: because I was, I had a crash course in what the hell happened to my kid. Like, I had no idea. And we were going through a very contentious divorce. I was a single mom, raising three boys on my own. I had no idea what the hell was happening.
0: And at first I was angry because I was so lost and I was out of control. Online learning can leave teens feeling isolated, which can also make it hard to stay sober.
1: And so my mom had pulled me out of school and I started going to online school. And so there it just got really lonely and I was like, I can't do this. Like every single day that I'm home alone, I like can't face the temptations of getting high if I like don't have anyone to talk to.
0: Luckily, there are schools for teens trying to be sober. Sober high schools. One such school is 5280 in Colorado. Today, you'll hear from administrators, teachers, parents, and even students about what a sober high school is and how it can help teens on the road to recovery. I'm Clint Malley, and this is Real Common Treatable, where we help behavioral health professionals stay at the forefront of adolescent mental health, addiction, and substance use treatment. All right, let's backtrack to how all of this started. First, you need to meet Melissa.
4: I'm Melissa Mouton, and I'm the founder of
0: 5280 High School in Denver. Like most people who work in the industry, sobriety was personal for her. It was
4: 2013, and I had gotten sober myself, and was in a great career, and was just gonna go down that path and live a sober life, and I was doing great.
0: That's when she met a 16-year-old who had recently gotten sober and when she asked him how he got sober, there was something about his answer that she just couldn't shake. I asked him, you know, how, how did you get six months?
4: What do you, how do you, how did you do that? And he said, one of the main things I had to do was I had to drop out of school because there were too many drugs at school. It was too easy to get. All my peers were using drugs. I couldn't find a sober group of friends who understood what I was going through. And so he had dropped out and was being homeschooled at home in his basement. And I knew enough about recovery that that wouldn't be a long-term solution. You can get sober and you can get six months, but if you're spending your life at home in your basement, you're not really engaging with peers of like-mindedness, then that's not going to last long-term. And I haven't seen that kid since that day. I have no idea how he's doing, but something about his story stuck in my mind and I couldn't shake it. And so I'd been a former educator. So the idea of schools was not foreign to me, even though I was in another career at the time. And honestly, when I first had the idea for a school to allow kids who want to be sober and to go to a drug-free school, I just ignored it. And it took about 12 months of that thought getting stronger and stronger in my mind that it got to a point where I couldn't ignore it. And I felt like it was my purpose. I felt like it was my destiny to start this school. And so I quit my job in 2014 and I haven't looked back since. So here we are. It's our fourth year of operations and we're actually moving to build more recovery schools. There's so much demand for our services in multiple communities. So it all started with a 16-year-old kid who dropped out of a traditional Denver school. So.
0: So what is a sober high school really? Like what is its purpose?
4: The the basic foundation of what we do here at 5280 is to provide a drug and alcohol-free environment so students can finish their high school career without the negative influences and peer pressures to use drugs and alcohol. And so it It's funny that you mentioned earlier about this perception that people have about sending their kid to a recovery high school that there's gonna be all these experienced drug users and you're gonna go down the wrong path. Ironically, you might think that, but ironically, it's the other way around. It's the non-recovery schools that are filled with drugs. Teen culture today has largely become a drug culture. And what we provide is an environment that is free from those pressures so that way that kids can focus on their academics, and we also support them with the community. It takes a long time to live in recovery, and and that's why I think high school as the mechanism for what we do is so important because it's very difficult to go to a six-week treatment, inpatient or outpatient or whatever, and then come out and be fixed. I think all of us know that's not how it works. It takes much longer. And in fact, that was part of the vision for the design of the school was when I first got sober, I was in a profession that required a much longer uh, process of recovery. And that was one of the main elements that kept me sober. I got sober once and I've been sober since. And so we are trying to replicate that kind of gold star treatment that's given to people in certain professions and we're trying to replicate that and give it to everybody young enough to be in high school it's listen you don't have to go back you can come and get sober and stay sober and we have keith can update us with the real numbers but we've got many students with one year two years sobriety like it's not like this we're not like a mill where we keep having kids relapse like we are providing effective long-term intervention.
0: There is one thing that everybody agrees that makes this whole sober high school thing work. It's about the community,
5: and one of our design principles is intentional community. And when you walk into our school, what helps is that I find other kids who look like me, talk like me, have the same experiences that I have. That's Keith. My name is Keith Hayes. I am the director of recovery at 5280 High School here in Denver.
0: And as you're going to see and feel, his passion for the work is part of what makes this place special too. They've been in that same hole that I've been in
5: and they've been able to get out of it and they show up for each other. And they give new kids who are coming in from treatment or kids coming in from a larger high school, it gives them some hope. Cuz even when I got into recovery, I needed to see some people who could relate to my story, who understood those feelings that I felt, right? Terror, bewilderment, frustration, despair. I needed to meet like-minded individuals who had that in common with me. And that's exactly how our school is. A new kid comes in from treatment and the kids just flock to them because they understand how they feel. They're scared, they're worried, they're concerned. They wanna get sober, but they're still not quite sure how to be sober. And our community brings them in and we understand and
0: we meet kids right where they're at. And that's really what their magic is. But it's not just Keith who believes in the magic.
3: My name is Janet Corneal. I am a parent of a son at 5280. They use peers and peer pressure in a healthy way. So they all keep each other accountable in a sober environment they learn how to have sober fun and that's a blessing because I think some even normies as they call them, or kids that don't have addiction go to uh college and they learn the opposite how to have trashy fun you go out and get blasted that's not a healthy environment either so they get a step up early on on how to be sober and have fun and learn life how to be not having to find unhealthy coping mechanisms to deal with daily life. And I think that's
0: crucial. And the students, well, they buy into this community thing too.
2: Here it is such a tight knit community.
0: We'll call this student Jasper. And he really struggled in school until he found 5280.
2: Because I mean, this school, all the kids here are willing to help other students out. Like it's all very caring and others based. As well as fifty two eighty has also helped me even with some of my troubles that I found myself in. Like within the core, with every like step of the way into me being able to excel like in my academic career. Because I came to fifty two eighty, I'm pretty sure I had half a credit, if that. And you know, I was supposed to be graduating on time.
0: A big part of this community is the knowledge of why everyone is there they are all there because they know that they have a common problem and this vulnerability this kind of becomes the teen's strength
5: so when you first come into our school and our very first class of the day is called summit it's our boat program it means being open and authentic together and that's where we all come together and we talk about recovery we talk about the principles of recovery and how we can apply those principles in the classroom how do we apply those principles at home with our family How do we apply those principles when I'm in traffic? How do I apply those principles when I'm at my job? And it's just simple principles like honesty and courage and integrity and willingness and humility and forgiveness and discipline and awareness, right? Being of service to others. We try to teach our kids to be altruistic. What is altruism you ask? I'll tell you, it means doing something for somebody else And not expecting anything back in return and that is what helps our kids get sober and stay sober
0: a key part of this is sober staff or having people who get what it means to be in recovery people who can relate to teens and can help them navigate the trauma and struggle that they're going through
5: so kids come here and they have sober staff you have me as the director of recovery you have our founder and principal Melissa in recovery. We have our post-secondary counselor. She's in recovery. We have a humanities teacher that's in recovery. We have two peer recovery
0: coaches who's also in recovery. One of them is also an alumni 5280. This relatability, it means the world to these teens. Here is another student. We'll call her Christina.
1: I can talk to Keith or, like, my teachers, and they'll, like, say things in the classroom that I understand from a recovery perspective. Like, even yesterday, like, one of my teachers talked about being restless, irritable, and discontent, and that was the thing that, like, clicked in my head of, oh, like, I know that. I've heard that many times in recovery. And I think, again, like, teenagers are like, normies, as we call it, like, in like my age group don't necessarily understand that I have a chemical imbalance and that if I start doing drugs again, I'll like feel hopeless because that's where I got to before a hopeless state of mind.
5: So the kids get recovery supports all throughout the day. A lot of the kids also uh, belong to the same support groups. So they sponsor one another and show up for each other in those areas as well. And then once kids get out of school, they go to their support group and they go do that for the rest of the evening. And then by the time they get done with that, it's time to go to bed and we do it all over again.
3: What makes 5280 so unique and so special and really good at what they do, and I'm a firm proponent of it, call me a little biased, but they just know how to deal with kids that are going through recovery and challenges. They they have experience. They've worked in the field, they know how to handle crises when they come. Some of them have experiences um, in the past that allow for them to really connect and engage with these kids at a level that I, I never saw before. They care, they're there, and they're engaged.
0: And that's huge. Also, many students are involved in intensive outpatient programming which means that they may need to leave school or not be in a traditional class schedule. This is something that can really be difficult to navigate with regular schools, but 5280 is flexible.
5: We also have kids who have outpatient treatment that they go to after they get out of school or they meet with their therapist after school because there's a lot of different ways to find recovery. And we just suggest that all kids that go here have to have some type of outside program of recovery. I have a student here who does yoga and meditation and things like that. They go down and feed the homeless in the evenings and that's their service work to stay sober sober one day at a time. So there's a lot of different ways to get sober. There's no monopoly on it. We just help try to push kids in the right direction to find their passions on what works best for them.
0: Now, to be clear, all the teachers on staff are not also therapists, which means that to support mental health and teens recovery, that they work closely with the behavioral health professionals like you in the community.
4: The statistics for kids struggling with addiction is that co-occurring mental health is actually over 97%. And so the vast majority of our students have co-occurring mental health Mainly it's anxiety and depression, but there are some bipolar and other significant challenges as well. And we often, we really collaborate well with um, outside providers. We have licensed therapists that come on site and meet with students. We have close connections with treatment providers, mental health providers in the community where they may go for an outpatient or an inpatient stay. And we make sure that the transition is seamless I think when what we do here on the ground is we make it a safe place for them to feel like they belong and that everybody is accepting and loving. And I think that's, if you think about the difference of what we provide here at 5280 from the normal school is like everybody does social emotional learning, everybody does mental health type of interventions, but what's often forgotten in those conversations And how they fund things and the initiatives that schools do is it's more important about how the kid feels when they walk through the threshold of the front door. If they walk in and they feel like they belong, they're loved, they're accepted, that they are free to be who they want to be, that goes a really long way into helping kids with mental health challenges succeed in the classroom. It doesn't do- solve all the problems. They still need a psychiatrist and a therapist and all those other things to make sure that their mental health is taken care of. But I think our foundation is that our kids feel like they belong, they feel like they're safe. And when they do have mental health challenges, there are people here that will help them, that will address them. They're not scared to ask for help because it's a very welcoming environment. So we, we treat every kid individually, And if a kid needs something, then we we help them. If they need a break, we give them a break. If they need um, to talk to somebody, we talk to them, right? Like, it's not rocket science to love a kid with mental health challenges. It's just knowing them well, understanding what they need, and providing what they need when they need it.
0: Okay, I'm all about loving on kids. But I was curious about how they ensure that kids are actually... Staying sober. I was wondering, you know, do they drug test teens?
4: It's funny you ask that because so many people think that is the way to find out if a kid is using drugs To be honest with you drug tests are are fallible kids who want to use and get high They know how to get around the drug tests And so it's not really something that we have ever found useful. We do not drug test kids Our approach is much more authentic where we see a relapse happening about two to three weeks before it happens. Keith picks up on behavior changes. We notice an academic decline and we see it coming before it gets here. And we can get on the phone and talk to the parents and talk to the kids recovery group and talk to the kid, say, hey, you're not going down the right path. And so it's much more reliable for us to simply know the kids well and we can pick up if they're using or if they're about to start using
0: way earlier than a drug test would so let's put yourself in the situation of a typical teen what does the average day look like for students at a sober high school
4: We start at 8:45 a.m and they have classes up to 12 20, 1240 12:40 uh, is lunch. And then they come back at 125 and have classes until 345. So our school day goes from 845 to 345 every day.
5: So a typical day, again, it starts with our recovery meeting, right? At the very beginning of the day, our boat program and having an open forum discussion around whatever the topic is for the particular meeting. And it's getting the kids recovery centered before going into their first class and just checking in with everybody, see how they're doing, see how they're feeling and making sure everybody's in a pretty solid place before we get started with the day. Then from there, you would go to your first period. We do project-based learning at 5280 High School. So it's a different way of learning that we feel like project-based learning goes hand-in-hand with recovery. The same principles of project-based learning also go very in in alignment with recovery as well. So you may go to, say your first class of the day is multimedia and you may work on Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop. For your first period of the day learning real life skills that you can take with you into the real world the truth is we want our kids to be able to walk out of here knowing what their passions are knowing what they like knowing what they enjoy to do and trying to figure out what the rest of their lives may look like post-secondary and we want to teach them all the tech uh, cutting edge technology and we want them to really be able to find themselves and find value in the work that they're doing don't no kid want to sit up and listen To a teacher talk for 90 minutes and give a lecture and take notes and take a test. Nobody want to do that. But doing project-based learning allows us the opportunity to work well together in groups. It allows us the opportunity to be able to to get to know each other, to build relationships, to take real-life skills that you'll get at a job. You get here at our school so it's definitely a non-traditional way of learning but it really works great for our kids get them off their feet get them using their hands moving around more that's what our classes look like and we have just found out that project-based learning really goes hand in hand with recovery our kids really seem to enjoy it and then you'll have you have your three core classes so you may have multimedia you may have physics and then you may have a humanities class which is social studies and english combined and throughout the day you'll be working maybe on A series of mini projects or one big project that you may be working on in your classroom while still learning the standards of a particular subject that you have to qualify for. And we're a fully accredited high school. You get a full four-year high school diploma like you would at any other school. And I know it's truly a blessing to watch these kids come in hopeless and then to watch them get involved in recovery, to watch them get involved in project-based learning, and to watch them recreate they, they eat lunch some kids eat lunch here some kids leave campus for lunch some DoorDash dash or grab their food as well uh we actually provide breakfast for our kids here and we provide them good breakfast y'all not none of that we look fruit loops okay cocoa puffs lucky charms all right real cinnamon toast crunch like they get good cereal oatmeal things like that and then they got a coffee machine downstairs so they can drink coffee before their class starts and get ready for their day. So they really enjoy the coffee. And then we also do like a fun elective at the end of the day, whether it's basketball or whether it's arts and crafts. Our ladies are doing an Oh My Goddess elective right now where they're learning about becoming a young lady and what it means to take care of yourself and what it means to have boundaries with the young men and all these different things that young ladies don't really get a chance to learn in high school. We're doing that here. And I think that's awesome. We have an elective called Adulting One on One where you'll learn how to be an adult, how you learn how to take care of your finances, how to balance a checkbook, how you learn how to get your credit in order, things like that.
0: This is a full day of real school with the added benefit of supporting teens in recovery. There are actually more sober high schools than you may think. And you can find a list of them at recoveryschools.org. But if you want to connect and learn more about 5280, here's how. And by the way, you can find all of this stuff in the description box and show notes as well.
5: You can go to 5280highschool.org. That's highschool spelled all the way out.org. You can call our school phone, which is area code 720-919-1056. You can call me directly on my cell phone, parents, area code 720 720- 692 1362. Okay, I answer parent phone calls at two in the morning, three in the morning. My kids call me at crazy times if they're struggling. So my cell phone is open to anybody who is struggling or needs some answers or want to learn more about our school. You call me anytime, I am available.
0: I want to leave you with something Keith said that really stood out to me. He was talking to parents, but I think that this message is really for anyone who has ever been connected to a loved one who struggles with substance use.
5: I have seen a lot of kids, not just get sober, but stay sober. And to see their mental health get more regulated and to see them have joy and meaningful lives today. And I know there's no handbook for a parent that says, I got a kid who was sticking a needle in their arm and I don't know what to do. But just know that there is hope i've seen these kids recover i've seen them become productive people in our society and that we 5280 as an organization is here to serve those parents to serve those kids and we want to help as many kids as we can that's what we want to do that's what we're here for we're not here for no fame or none of that we do this because it's our purpose and we love kids and we love our parents And we want to be able to show up for them and be there for them and that's what really matters but yeah we're in the worst drug crisis our country's ever seen it's going to need everybody whether you're uh, in recovery or out of recovery it's going to take all hands on deck to get people the help that they need and i'm willing to do my part so is melissa so is the rest of our organization and and that's what matters to us
0: listen y'all substance use is real, but it is also more common than you think. And thankfully, with the help of behavioral health professionals like you and sober high schools like 5280, it's also treatable. All of my love, and I'll see you on the next episode.